This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Well, good morning, everybody. Is it going to snow? Is it snowing? Does anybody even care about snow at this point? There's been so little. Maybe we'll just jump right to summer. Oh, wait a minute. Hang on for a second. There's no such thing as climate change going on, right? Hmm. Well, good morning. Welcome to our program. Yes, I'm Bob Salter, and we should have a doozy of a show today. We roll up until 8 o'clock this morning. A lot of football on the fan, as you've been hearing. Uh, through the overnight hours with um, J.J. After Dark, fine program. And uh, we are going to provide you with um, a very good show today. We have a couple of guests who are joining us in hour one of our program. I'm pleased to say that Diane Huth is joining us again on our program. Uh, We had her on this program before talking about her role as the accidental career coach. Uh, She's somebody who's become a guru in terms of marketing. She's a university professor, the author of best-selling career guides. Um, Previously, we had talked with her on this program about a book entitled Brand You to Land Your Dream Job. And she has a new book that is geared toward baby boomers and their unemployment crisis. We'll talk about that as well. This book is entitled Reinvent Your Career, Best or Beat Age Discrimination to Land Your Dream Job. Diane, first of all, good morning. Welcome to our program. Well, thank you, Bob. It's great to be with you. Nice to have you uh, join us again on our program. And I know that you're uh, up early because you're in the central time zone. So we do appreciate you joining us at this um, early. No, I'm, I'm up late. I'm going to go to bed when I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> That's why we've been texting at three in the morning. Yes, that's true. That's true. I was I was a bit shocked when I got a response from you at like uh, two o'clock this morning when I was here uh, to something that I posted. This title of uh, accidental career coach, for those who did not hear our previous discussion, what does that mean? Where'd that come from? I'm really a brand marketer. I've worked in corporate marketing for big companies like Carnation, Nestle, Winston, Cigarettes. Away CBS television for 40 years. Mm-hmm. Um, and I started teaching at a couple universities a few years ago, and I was shocked to discover that my bright, talented students didn't have a clue on how to get a job when they graduated in three months. They had just spent $120,000 of tuition and didn't have a resume or a LinkedIn page. So I went home and I feverishly wrote presentation to teach them everything they needed to know so that they could get a job when they graduated. And that's where I'm at. I didn't, I, you know, I'm not an HR professional. I'm a marketer. And I look at um, your career as you have to market yourself. 
right? Just like you and I do. People have to know you, like you, trust you. You have to have a professional reputation. You have a personal brand. And so that's what I coach people on in their own personal job search. You, as I mentioned in um, introducing you, refer to baby boomers as unemployable, basically as the unemployable generation. That may surprise some people. What do you mean by that? A lot of people aren't surprised by that because virtually everybody I know has either faced age discrimination in the workplace or has a family or a friend or loved one who has done that. It's very, very difficult if you're in your 50s or in your 60s to get a job in corporate America today. Um, There is um, a lot of blatant illegal age discrimination, and there's a lot of subconscious age discrimination. Um, And the statistics are devastating. If you lose your job in your 50s, it takes three times as long for a person in their 50s to find a job as somebody who's younger. And um, 90% get less pay when they go back. And if you get laid off once in your 50s, the odds of getting laid off or losing your job um, multiple times is, is extremely high. And so it really is a challenge um, for many baby boomers, often because we're very stable workers, you know, we stay in jobs for 10 years. The world has changed. Um, job hunting has changed. Online job boards have changed. Um, job hunting has gone from local and personal to global and online. And if you've been a stable employee for the past 15 years and you don't have those skills, it can be really scary. Well, if that's the case, um, for people who are getting older, you know, they're at the upper end of that um, baby boom generation. The question sometimes comes up, and I'm sure you've had people um, mention this to you or you've heard this in discussions. Is this even something where older workers should want to work? I mean, a, a lot of people say, well, you know what, just take that retirement, you know, you get Social Security, once you qualify for that, take that. And a whole lot of people look to move to some sort of warmer climate than the Northeast. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, what, what is happening is um, life expectancy has grown very quickly over, the, over our lifetime. Um, and today, if you are 65, the odds statistically are that you will live to be in your 80s. So you're going to have 18 more years to live. Um, and our income and our Social Security does not provide enough to, to save for most people. The um, crash of 2007-2008 wiped out the life savings of almost 40% of all baby boomers. And so financially, um, people can't afford to retire. I was just reading a bunch of articles. The biggest incidence of divorce is happening in people over 50. So all of a sudden, you have people who have expected to have, you know, two income families, right? All of a sudden, you're trying to maintain a home on a single person's income. You have a single person's retirement. The money's just not there. And the whole life insurance, I mean, medical insurance crisis, Medical insurance for an older person is outrageous. So if you lose your job and you don't have medical insurance, any illness will wipe out a vast 
um, number of, of people financially. And what you have is this huge rise in bankruptcy of baby boomers because of that double whammy. And people simply have to work longer financially. Um, our, our parents grew up in a generation or our grandparents where you worked for a long period of time and you had what's called a pension. You don't have pensions anymore. Um, corporate America passed off the responsibility of caring for workers to fund it themselves. And they give a token match of 3 to 6%, but you no longer are guaranteed an income unless you work for the government or the military. You don't get pensions. And is what has turned out our generation is finding is those 401 savings are not going far enough to support an unexpected, in many ways, extra 15 years on your lifespan than when we were born. And then, you know, as I, I hear you say, and I wince as you talk about the idea of people working for the government because we've got this whole stalemate um, over the border wall funding and 800,000 government workers um, furloughed, basically, or in some cases actually on the job but not getting paid. I mean, is there such a thing even as job security anymore? The the government is one of the only places where it is. I'll give you an example that's stunning. There's a class action lawsuit that was filed by a bunch of people on September 17th. IBM, Big Blue, has systematically fired 20,000 workers over the age of 50 in the past six years because they want a younger workforce. Fired. Mm-hmm. And there's another class action suit that I just read about yesterday, Farmers Insurance is taking agents who have had an agency for 20 or 25 years. They've got this book of business. They've got people that they have been serving. And all of a sudden, the insurance agency has announced, has sent letters to their customers saying that, you know, this person has retired and they've taken their book of business and their clients away from them and basically assigned them to another representative. So they have been forced out of business, even though they have employees, they have offices, they have all these responsibilities. They simply pull the rug out from under them. And there's a class action suit in three different states, and they're combining it into a federal lawsuit. But this is happening all over. Well, isn't age discrimination, though, at least technically against the law? Oh, it has been for years, for 35 years. Well, for 50 years, the ADEA was was um, the Age Discrimination and Employment Act was instituted 52 years ago, but it's still out there. It's very difficult to prove. Um, and, you know, because it's just very difficult to prove in court unless you have such blatant um, things going on. I was talking with a, a cute perky, I mean, cute, I would have thought she was 30 years old, um, blonde California school teacher. I was on vacation. I met her and her husband and she was, you know, I told him about my book and she says, I'm 47 years old. I was just, you know, the victim of, of age discrimination. I'm working for a school district as a teacher. I taught for three years at the end of my three years when I was supposed to get tenure. They waited to give me my contract until the last day of the contract season and then I walked into the office and a school administrator was there and said, we're not renewing your contract. And she found out that they had replaced her with two um, students fresh out of college who had with no experience, but they could afford to pay them less than she had built up with her tenure. So she lost her job because of age discrimination. Mm. It, it, it is very painful and difficult. 
there's another factor is yes, we we need fair employment, um, but people want to work longer. What are you going to do if, if your life expectancy today is 83 to 85 and you retire at 62? What in the world are you going to do for 20 years? Play bridge? Um, play golf for 20 years? You want to be emotionally and, and, and intellectually and socially stimulated. So there's, I think, a change in what we should be doing in the workforce where we have um, older workers have a series of skills and attributes which are different from what younger workers have. And we need to really develop a, a culture of cross-mentoring. I can learn from a lot of technology things in particular from younger workers. And younger workers can learn a lot about institutional knowledge, industry, communication, work ethic. There's a whole bunch of things that we bring. So corporations really and companies need to embrace a new employment model where age where we mentor each other and if you think about corporate america has kind of a hierarchy where you have a boss but they don't and human resources is on a different floor you know training people is is a corporate institution we need to really um take that cross training and cross mentoring and build it into teams within departments diane huth is talking with us on our program on the fan this sunday morning On our program this morning, Hour One, we're in discussion with Diane Huth. Uh, Diane's last name is spelled H-U-T-H. And uh, she is talking with us about um, her latest book. It's entitled Reinvent Your Career, The Baby Boomer's Guide to Beat Age Discrimination. And um, she's got a lot to share with us in the course of our discussion. I should mention the fact, too, that if you want to join us in this discussion, uh, perhaps some of what she is saying is striking a chord with you, or you'd like to ask a question uh, along the lines of what we're talking about here. You can. 877-337-6666 is our number here at The Fan. Now, one of the things we were talking about before we paused for our uh, update uh, with Dave and uh, messages is about this whole idea of um, age discrimination. And as you said, it's difficult to prove when we're talking about um, older workers and the hiring process, I, I, I want to talk about a couple of different things because one thing that we hear an awful lot from the Trump administration is the, about the fact that the economy is doing well, unemployment basically at historically low levels. Shouldn't that really make it easier for older workers to land a job? It is right now. This is the best time to get a job in the past 50 years. Um, But it's interesting. Employers often don't think of older workers. I was at a workforce roundtable for manufacturers um, where I live, and they were lamenting the problem with getting qualified workers. And they're saying, you know, the discussion was that, well, we're reducing the education requirement that we're no longer requiring the high school education and we're allowing people with, you know, with drug um, misdemeanors and we're allowing felonies to get a job. And I'm going, what about baby boomers? Well, we don't really think about them because we're in manufacturing. Of course, baby boomers are too old, you know. So even though they were, because of the employment, um, short, the employee shortage, 
they're looking for less skilled workers often rather than more skilled workers. So one of the things that, that we as baby boomers, and you know, Bob, I'm old, um, or I wouldn't have written this book, um, <laughs> is that we have to understand and own the attributes that make us important. We need to be able to know what they are, recognize those, and be able to communicate them um, well to an employer. And at the same time, we have to understand the deficits of our generation, and we have to take active steps to fix those to become employable. And each of us is responsible for our own employability. You can't sit down and complain, oh, people aren't hiring me, or oh, they don't like me because I'm old. I have to be responsible for being employable. And that means I have to be constantly learning new technology. I spent the last six hours building an online sales funnel, which is a whole new technology. So I'm doing web programming right now for an interactive thing because I have got to learn and keep up. That's where marketing has gone. That's my field. Um, and so we have to really realize what's going on in the market. We have to be responsible for our own employability at all ages, at all ages. When it comes right down to it, baby boomers and millennials, do they see themselves differently when it comes to entering or changing jobs? Absolutely. Um, often diametrically uh, opposed. Baby boomers look at millennials as saying they don't know how to talk, they don't know how to write, they don't know how to communicate. Um, they're, they're often unskilled. They know how to, to play on an iPhone, but they don't now know how to balance a budget. And so often when I'm even talking, I talk to some radio hosts um, on programs who are really negative about baby boom, about millennials. At the same time, millennials are very resentful of our generation because they feel that we've got, that we're taking all the money from Social Security and Medicaid. They have a challenge that we did, didn't have, which is college today is outrageously expensive. And college is a rite of passing. We expect our kids to go to college. Kids are raised to expect to go to the best college they can get into, which might cost $150,000. And, and they just expect mom and dad to pay for it. And so many of them have outrageous um, college tuition bills. The average student graduates from college with a $37,000 debt in college tuition. And only 20% of students graduate from college the day they walk across the stage, only 20% have jobs. So how are they going to pay off $37,000? And many people have to live at home with mom or they feel they can't get married. You know, um, I worked in the maternity um, photography business. Almost half of all births in the United States are to single moms. People aren't getting married anymore. Mm -hmm. So there's big demographic changes. And um, I've talked to my son. I have a wonderful, brilliant 29-year-old, he'll be 30 this month, um, son who works in business. He's got a very good career. And I asked him, he's in a tech field, and I asked him about, you know, age discrimination. And he said, frankly, if I had somebody who came in and was applying for a job to work for me that was over 50, I probably wouldn't hire them because I assume that they don't have the technology skills that I need. And I assume that they aren't um, as open to um, a flexible corporate environment because the companies are changing, workplaces have changed, and we have got to come up to, to speed with that. 
often we think of, you know, traditional, you know, companies where you had an office and a phone. Today we have flexible workforces, workplaces. 40% of workers work out of their home today. Another 40% work as independent contractors because they aren't getting paid a salary. They're getting paid, you know, on a contract fee and they're responsible for their own social security and their own deductions, their own expenses. And so things are changed. People work off laptops. You don't even need to go in offices. There's this whole new um, mobile workforce where you have offices, and, and I'm going to be at one on Monday, where you have contract space and you have you can you know go in and sit down and use a conference room. You spend 50 bucks a month, and big companies are, are hiring places like this for their at-home workers. And so the workforce has changed. The technology has changed. I think the biggest um, things that older workers face is technology. Even though our generation invented this technology, we have let it run away from us. We have become intimidated because when I learned the computer in the 70s, um, we had things like DOS prompts and you know C prompts and black screens. And I, my first computer class, you had had key punch cards because the, the concept of software didn't exist. So we were rightfully, you know, terrified. This is a very difficult technology. And a lot of people just haven't gotten over that and said, hey, technology today is plug and play, you know. So I think my biggest suggestion for baby boomers is that they spend at least half an hour to one hour every single day learning technology. That's the only way that we're going to catch up with this technological divide. Because it's growing exponentially. I think that's we're already a, behind, and it's changing so much so fast. I think that is an excellent uh, suggestion. Diane Huth is talking with us on our program on the fan this Sunday morning. You want to join us in our discussion? She's the author. Her new book is entitled "Reinvent Your Career: Beat Age Discrimination to Land Your Dream Job." Eight seven seven three three seven sixty six sixty six is our number here at the fan. Let's go to uh, Kevin and Ron Konkama. Kevin, good morning. Welcome to the fan. Good morning, guys. How's everything going today? Well, thank you. And yourself? Good. I'm doing very well. I, I retired from the police department. Our pension, it doesn't go up. It stays the same. And I just got my daughter into Penn State nursing right now. And I, I do security now, and it's not paying enough. I'm trying to look for a different job so I can get paid more, so I can help my daughter do Penn State nursing. Because the expense is like almost 50000 a year, and they don't give any money. I was just trying to recommend what kind of job I can look for where I can make a decent salary, not just making $12 an hour doing security. Oh, gosh, Kevin, that's a hard one. <laughs> um, uh, but I get my pension, which there. is good. You're right. Um, you're exactly where we're at. You're retired. Your money doesn't go as far as it should be. And you've right. got very high technology. You're, you're paying for tuition for your kids. A lot of baby boomers are almost going bankrupt paying for college for their kids exactly. and a fifty thousand dollar wedding. So it's it's, exactly. it's out there. So what the would you recommend? Technology the key thing is technology. There are lots okay. of ways that you can up your technology skills. You can go to community colleges. A lot of times community colleges will give tuition free to baby boomers um, at a certain age. Um, you get free tuition, and if you wait, like this week is the beginning of school, if you wait till the first day of school at, at many colleges and there are empty seats in classrooms, 
certain people of certain ages can get free tuition. They can sit in that class for free. But you don't even need uh, to go to colleges. There's so much online. You can learn everything online. You've got YouTube. You've got Linda. You've got LinkedIn. You've got Coursera. There's so many online programs. YouTube will teach you everything in the world. And you were so right because that's what I was. Everybody was afraid of the computer. But now I'm doing the computer. It's not that hard. You just have to put the time in. Exactly. Kevin, certainly good luck um, in your efforts forward. Thank you very much for your call this morning, too. Okay, thank you, Kevin. I love your show. I enjoy your show every day. You have a nice day now. Thank you. You too now. Bye-bye. Goodbye. Let's go next to uh, Vernon in Manhattan. Vernon, good morning. Welcome to the fan. Good morning, Erwin. How are you doing? Good, thank you. And yourself? Okay, I just want to share something with you. First of all, I work for the city of New York. I've been working for the city for about 36 years. And, of course, the city do give out different tests. So one of the tests I had taken, um, which is a, a step higher, I had passed this test, and I scored 100. However, the dilemma is when I go for being called into the pool, the salaries are lower than what I make. And when I try to ask, can I, you know, if I'm hired, you know, can you just equal the salary that I'm, you know, personally making, they won't do it. So that's my dilemma, and I just want to hear your response to the question. Have a nice day. Okay. I'm going to let her respond to you on air. Uh, Diane? Um, yeah, part of the issue is, is that, and that's why a lot of us are losing our jobs, is because when you get seniority, um, you tend to have a higher salary, and all of a sudden there's this differential, like that school teacher I was told. Her salary was so high that she was let go so they could hire two people. Um, that's a tough one. You either have to um, make a painful decision that says this new career opportunity is something that's going to be more satisfying or more rewarding or give me more stability long-term, and I'm going to have to live with a lower salary um, for a period of time so I can acquire these new skills, or you're just going to have to turn down those jobs and it really is going to depend on, on what the, the employment opportunities are in the new job versus the old job. doesn't make any sense to hold on to that job if it's going to be, you know, phased out in two years. And technology is changing everything. So many people will be losing their jobs in the next 20 years because they're going to be replaced by, by robots, by artificial intelligence, by computer programs. So really you need to be looking at the future and saying, how stable is what I'm doing right now versus what what my other opportunities are? You know, you one of the things that you're saying, and we're going to pause in just a moment too, is this whole idea that, you know, especially as, as we age in the workplace, you also have to continuously be learning and be open to learning. You um, have to do some research, you know, as our first caller, Kevin, was saying, he's sort of adapting to the world of the online experience uh, because there's so much that you can learn from uh, YouTube and um, various other places uh, online. And in many cases, there are ways to um, get access to information that that don't cost a fortune because, you know, a lot of people will be very hesitant because 
they automatically think that it's going to cost them a fortune to um, you know, move to advance themselves from a technical uh, standpoint. But there are some, there's some things that you can do, and that's part of the reason why we're talking with Diane on our program this morning. As I mentioned, Diane Huth is who we are talking with. H-U-T-H is her last name. Her latest book, latest book is entitled Reinvent Your Career, Beat Age Discrimination to Land Your Dream Job. And she is with us in uh, this hour of our program. And we'll take more of your calls as well. 877-337-6666. Radio.com. Oh, my goodness, Alexa doing that beatbox thing. Oh, that's a good one. Well, good, good morning, everybody. This is Bob Salter. I tell you, you know, the, the beautiful thing about this program is I have a good time. That's the most important part of this whole experience. We're in a discussion with Diane Huth on our program. H-U-T-H is her last name. She's talking with us as the author of Reinvent Your Career, Beat Age Discrimination to Land Your Dream Job. There's so many areas where we can go in discussion, but we also have some folks that want to speak with you. Uh, Diane, 877-337-6666 is our number. Let's go to Jerry, who's been holding for a while in Brooklyn. Jerry, good morning. Welcome to the fan. Good morning, Alexis. Help me find employment. Um, uh, Diane, uh, Bob, first of all, I always, Diane, when Bob opens the lines, I always tell him, thanks for the free education. Um, uh, I've worked 37 years in education and career services for the nonprofits, uh, working with all the at-risk populations uh, in teaching job readiness and job developing. Um, I just turned 70 years old. I just retired. Um, All I could say is it was terrifying when I retired. I've worked my whole life, and it was like driving the car into the garage and turning the engine off for the last time. And I said, now what? What do I do now? How do I fill my day up? And I looked at the statistics that I always have, you know, as a job developer, Department of Labor and Bureau of Labor Statistics, and I looked at the numbers, and every day in our country, every day, 10,000 baby boomers retire and turn 65 years of age, and that will happen for the next 19 years. That is a lot of people, like myself, that don't have a lot of savings that can't live off Social Security, which I believe is unsustainable, and will go bankrupt uh, supposedly in eight years. You know, I'm, I'm on Medicare. I have medical. I'm lucky with that. But now I'm thinking I want to go back to work. Um, and so I'm going to go out. I'm going to go buy your book, um, and I'm going to read it because everything you said, you're so right on about age discrimination. You know, I did go on an interview. and. And, and I, the reason I retired was I felt so old at work. They're all younger kids, and it's a young generation, and they have better skills than I do. And, um, and, and, and so I just didn't feel comfortable. And when I went for an interview last week, um, you know, I felt like I was being interviewed by my grandkids. <laughs> and, um, and that's something i got to deal with, I guess, uh, with age. But I'm so right on to everything you just said. And I plan to go out and buy your book. I just want to say thank you so much, Bob, for inviting uh, the doctor on the show. 
Have a good day, folks. Thank you very much for your kind words to uh, Jerry and for listening. Thanks, Jerry. Would you like to respond at all to what Jerry said? No, you're you're right on. Um, one of the things that we do need to do, or I recommend strongly, and I have a whole big section in my book, is we have to look as young as we can without looking silly. There's three or four different generations right now. Some people say five generations in the workforce. And if you're older, you need to take steps to look useful, energetic, and relevant to other people. And so you might want to focus on some of the things that, that, that would um, make you look like you're 10 years younger. Um, that will help you find a job. That's one of the realities is that you want to be relevant and you want to try and erase some of those years in perception so people can see you for the values that you bring and aren't prejudiced against you because of white hair and glasses. And they're as simple um, as, you know, updating your wardrobe, having your teeth bleached, um, getting rid of glasses. Glasses make you look 10 years older. Um, men, I'm sorry, but nothing makes a man look older than white facial hair. If you have a white beard, it makes you look 10 years older or 15 years older than if you don't have it. So for some people, you may have to give up that beard or mustache and go back to being clean shaven because it will make you look younger. Women need um, makeover and hair done and new makeup. Um, I had, a, as I was writing this book, my long-term friend, you know, I was saying, you know, do you think that he says, you need to do your hair, your hair, you, your hair is old-fashioned. You know, you don't see yourself. Um, <laughs> I didn't. And then a girlfriend um, sent me a YouTube link, and it was how to update your makeup as an older woman. And it had, like, these are all the things, all the mistakes that older women did. And I did them all. So I've had to completely change my makeup and my hairdo, change my wardrobe, you know, bleach the teeth. I had eyelid surgery to get rid of droopy eyelids. I had cataract surgery. So now I don't have glasses anymore. And, and those are things that you need to do physically um, to, to look more relevant. You also need to behave behaviorally. You need to adapt um, technology. You need to have, you know, um, your mobile phone and has to be a smartphone. I have friends who still have flip phones. They're never going to move because they say, I don't care. I have a friend who doesn't do email. I can't imagine such a thing. He wants you to text him on his flip phone. Well, you know, I send out emails. Um, and so you've got to adapt technology. You've got to get rid of your paper calendars. Everything should be on your phone calendar. You have to live with a smartphone. Um, if you want to act and look younger, you should be um, considering wearable technology like a Fitbit or an Apple Watch. Your hobbies, you might want to fly drones, you know, or, or do some things with digital photography, hobbies and pastimes um, that are more technology driven. And then we need to embrace physical traits of acting younger. And that means you have to be careful about the way you walk, you know, you can shuffle when you walk. And instead, you have to walk briskly with your head up and look at posture and, and you know, get rid of traits of, of older people so that you can be more relevant. So we really need to, if you want to be employable and stay employable, you need to try and erase some of those, those years so that people can see you for the values that you bring and don't just get stuck on the age thing. Okay. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. I want to talk about a few more things. Let's go back to the phone, too, back to Brooklyn, to uh, Kevin, who's been holding for a while. Kevin, thanks for holding on so long. Welcome to the fan. 
Good morning. Yeah, I, I work for, I'm a letter carrier. I work for the post office. Mm-hmm. I've worked there for about 32 years, and I had a decent route, and I went on vacation. And I came back. They did an adjustment, and they added like a, a whole half a route to my assignment. Now, I felt like they were they're kind of forcing me out, mm-hmm. you know, giving me too much work. I went to the union. The union didn't do much. The union just said, well, that's all we could do. We try to save it. And now I hand them forms for assistance every day, and they give me a hard time. They... They look at me that like with disdain, you know, and I feel like I'm being discriminated against. I do want to retire, but I'm not ready to. Uh, and I do, I do agree what you said. They do discriminate against older workers, maybe because, especially in like civil service, because we're making a lot, lot more money than the younger workers are, and they want us to get out because I think we're costing them more money. Uh, my question is, how do I upgrade my skills if I want to get out and get a a part-time job because I'm very I'm computer illiterate basically. Uh, and and number two, how do I go about fighting this age discrimination if I still continue to to work there? Um, I think you're doing what you need to do. You're calling attention to it, um, trying to be objective. And and what's happening to you is is that subtle age discrimination where lots of people are being forced out. Um, subtly from work, they're given different assignments. Like those farmer insurance people, they they took their job, their clients away from them, you know. But also I hear police officers who are given assignments that are more strenuous, you know, or or people who just are given bad assignments hoping that they will retire or settle things like, gee, isn't it about time you're going to retire? You know, kind of hints that that you should retire. Skills-wise, I, I have a whole section in my book, but basically technology is available. Um, Goodwill will teach you. Um, AARP may have lessons. Community colleges are wonderful. Um, many job services, I did not know this until I, I really researched it, job services, which is the unemployment office, they have hundreds of millions of dollars of job training money. So. Here's a crazy um, thing. You can spend three days taking a course which job services will teach you how to drive a crane or heavy equipment, get certified, and you can make $30 an hour two weeks later. So there's jobs, and there's a lot of skilled blue-collar jobs that, that we all looked down on years ago. But the biggest growth in employment is going to be skilled blue-collar jobs or skilled labor and those are anything from medical, nursing, um, aids, computer operators, you know, um, drive, not, not, driving is going to go away with technology, but heavy equipment offers, cranes and bulldozers and all those things. You can get certified at that at any age. And today it's not hard work. It's all automatic. You're sitting in an air-conditioned cab in many times. But those are kind of jobs. So talk to your career, your job services. And explain what you're looking for and see what training and development rehabilitation money is there to get another job. And that is, you know, the same thing when we were talking about um, with Vernon is, is, you know, you can upgrade your skills by looking at, at blue-collar jobs or skilled labor today. It's not blue-collar. It's skilled labor. 
Um, but there's a lot happening out there, and that's where the money is being. You know, you can get a $100,000 a year job as a machinist, as a plumber, things that we used to think were lower income. Not anymore. Those people are getting the big bucks. Okay. Okay. Thank you very much. All right, Kevin, thank you very much for your call and for being patient on the phone, too, uh, this morning. One of the things that I wanted to touch upon is uh, something that you mentioned early on in uh, this discussion. We're talking with Diane Huth on our program. Diane's last name is H-U-T-H. Her latest book is entitled Reinvent Your Career, Beat Age Discrimination to Land Your Dream Job. And that is um, social media and how that can be used by an older worker uh, these days. You mentioned something that we very often hear come up in discussions when job seeking is a part of discussion these days. How important is it to have a LinkedIn page? Absolutely crucial. The only thing that you absolutely have to have in terms of digital media today is a LinkedIn page. 94% of recruiters will look at your LinkedIn page before they will even consider interviewing you. It is crucial. That is the job employment hub of technology, of, of contact. I can find anyone in the world that I have met or worked with years before by going through LinkedIn. It's free. It's easy. It walks you through step-by-step. It'll teach you what to do. There are like 35 different ways that you can use it. But the basic way is you build out a resume or a job profile, uh, and it says, you know, what was your first job and what year was it? It gives you tips on how to do it. But LinkedIn is absolutely the most important thing. And your LinkedIn page should absolutely mirror your resume. So um, because today everything is digital and online, any inconsistencies can be found. So you have to make sure that you're rigorously um, honest, that, that you, know, you don't fudge things because it will show up because different databases will have different things. But you need to have a LinkedIn page which shows your skills, your talents. Um, I have a, uh, a book on, on writing LinkedIn. Um, if on, on um, creating a LinkedIn page. Um, if somebody wants to, they could email me at diane at dianehoof.com, and I would send you that little ebook um, by email if, if you'd like to do that, um, since we're talking about that. But yeah, it's really, really important that you have a LinkedIn page. Other social media can be detrimental. Generally, younger people, you know, have obscenities or sex or profanity or, or things on, on um Social media often, I don't think older workers have that issue, but many times today companies will um, search your social media pages and there's even new robots that will do it. There's automated systems that will go through all of your social media pages and they will look for things that make you unemployable. (laughs) And some of them are actually computerized that they will actually, the computer will spit out um, reports of how employable you are and what your deficits are. Mm-hmm. So you really need to be careful about what you post. Um, I would also suggest that you avoid, you know, sex. You enjoy, uh, you avoid talking about politics, definitely politics and religion. In today's world, 50% of everybody you meet is 
going to be of the opposite party, whatever it is. I don't care if you're liberal or conservative. We are so polarized that do not bring politics into the office. It is a lose-lose situation. Diane Huth, our guest this hour of our program on The Fan. There's a lot that we have covered in our discussion. There's a lot more that is contained in her latest book. It's entitled Reinvent Your Career, Beat Age Discrimination to Land Your Dream Job. Uh, Diane has uh, shared information with us on our program here. She's been a guest on this program before. Um, Websites? DianeHuth.com. Okay. D-I-A-N-E-H-U-T-H.com. Diane, thank you very much for joining us and uh, sharing some of your insights. Obviously, struck a chord and touched some of the folks listening to us, and I'm sure some of them will apply some of the things that you've talked about in the course of this discussion. Good luck with the book and with your work. Thank you so much. Do I have time to give your listeners a gift? Uh, realistically, right time. unfortunately, we, we don't. But uh, I, okay. guess, I guess if they go to the website, they can find out information about that. Thank you Perfect. for joining us. we Thanks got a lot, a lot more to get to on our program this Sunday morning. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.